Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chicago, welcome to the new and possibly improved The Chicago Sports Podcast presented by PointsBet. Use that promo code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I am Kevin Kaduk, head of content here at CHGO, joined by my new The Chicago Sports Podcast partner, Luke Stuckmeyer. We'll also be hearing from social director Casey Standahar a little bit later as well as the man behind the mic, executive producer, Lawrence Benedetto. Woo. Hi, Lawrence. What's up? How you doing? You can see we've <laughs> rearranged the furniture a little bit here. It's a new look, a little bit of a new format. Before, we kind of just did like me and three other dudes or, or dudettes. Um, now, it's like Luke is going to be helping me hold down the fort. We're going to be doing interviews. We're going to have a lot of pre-planned segments. We're going to talk about the week that was in Chicago sports and the week that will be. Pretty excited about this, especially as we head into bear season and the Bulls and Blackhawks coming up and maybe a Sox playoff appearance, but I'm not, you know, really counting on it. Doubtful. Uh, Very Definitely doubtful. not the Cubs. No. Yeah, we went from three dudes and a dudette to now a dudette, a dude and a dud. So we got <laughs> that the, going for us. Who's the dud? You? That's me. I'm the okay. dud. Yeah. I, don't be so hard on yourself, Luke. I'm the old dud. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about this, are you? Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. You know, one of the great things about CHGO is we have no rules. We do whatever we want to do. Yeah. You want to change it up next week? We'll change it up next week. But <laughs> this week, we're changing it this way. Our, our aim is to confuse people as much as possible. <laughs> so, no, I honestly think this is going to be pretty fun because it's going to provide, I think, consistent voices. Like I said before, like I would head into every week and try to go out and get three different people for the set. It was a little bit of a challenge because everyone's schedules are different. Yeah. Now I've kind of basically forced you, and I'm like, Luke, you're going to have to be here every Thursday at 11 with, with Casey and I and, and, and Lawrence, and we're going to do a Chicago sports pa- podcast. Luckily, you were up for it. Hey, you didn't force me to do anything, but you did promise donuts, and I didn't see the donuts this morning. You promised and Starbucks. I didn't see Starbucks. I, I didn't promise Starbucks. I'm very You said annoyed. at uh, 10, 15, you said, I'm trying to go, go out to Starbucks and make a Starbucks run, and well, I, I was, and then I heard that Yadier Molina was going to be honored at Wrigley Field, and I got <laughs> nauseous. Hey, Luke, how was your traffic uh, ride in today? Sweet. Hour 50, maybe, in the rain. Absolutely brutal. Good the time. sun's out now. Good I, thing we have bike lanes. I heard it was two hours. What happened to two hours? It was, it was close. It was 8 o'clock. What time did I roll in here? 10? I don't remember. 9.55? I just remember you didn't bring me coffee or donuts. I didn't bring you coffee. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to headlines that we're going to start every podcast with a review of what's been going on in Chicago uh, sports. 
The Bears are still a little bit away from week one. They're playing preseason on uh, Saturday night in Cleveland. But their big news, especially if you're a Chicago Bears owner, if your last name is McCaskey, Forbes has estimated that your franchise is worth $5.8 billion. That's an increase of 42% from 2021, and it puts the Bears fifth in the NFL behind the Cowboys, who are worth $8 billion, Patriots at 6.4, Rams at 6.3, and the Giants just slightly ahead at $6 billion. So the Bears are within striking distance of being – you know, in the top three. I just go. I quickly want you guys to pay attention to the photo I chose there on the uh, graphic. Jerry oh, Jones nice. and Robert Kraft just living their best life. It's probably good to be these two dudes. Pointing at their cash. <laughs> Wheelbarrels of cash. I was like, that's just the perfect photo for this. So we're going to put Good that job, there. Lawrence. If yeah, you're listening yeah. to this in your podcast feed, make sure you check us out on, on YouTube because we're going to have a lot of fun graphics and segments. Um, you also did a listing of the valuations for all the Chicago teams, right? I did. Would you like to see that as well? I would love to see that. Yeah, bring it on. And there's Justin Fields looking staggered (laughs) at the Bears. They are top of the heap in Chicago at a valuation of $5.8 billion. That puts them fifth in the NFL, like I said. The Cubs are estimated at $3.8 billion, which puts them fourth in Major League Baseball. Bulls close behind at $3.65 billion fourth in the NBA White Sox one point uh it says 1.4 I believe they're worth 1.85 oh did I screw that up 1.65 no I think it's 1.65 billion no, that that's puts the Bulls. only 15th in Major League Baseball so next time you hear Jerry Reinsdorf crying poor maybe that has something to do with it and the Blackhawks are fifth worth 1.4 billion um, fourth in the NHL. I did try to look for Fire, Sky, and Red Stars. Forbes doesn't do any of those leagues. Although I did see Sportico estimate the Fire are worth $535 million. Wow. And they also did a NWSL valuation, and that was behind a $60 paywall, so I didn't pay that. <laughs> you don't have four hundred and whatever million dollars to go no, behind no. all those paywalls. Listen, I sports franchises are worth a lot of money. So when owners cry poor, mm-hmm. this is you just look at this list and you go, well, they're not poor. No. Uh, clearly, Jerry Reinsdorf has a lot of, when you combine his ownership of the Bulls and the White Sox, he's loaded. Now, where do the Bears sit with this? My, my question when I saw this, I couldn't find it in the Forbes article, does this include a new stadium at Arlington Park? I'm assuming it, it includes that they have purchased the land in Arlington Heights yeah. as part of what the franchise is worth. So some of this increase is attributed to the fact that the Denver Broncos were just sold right. to a Walmart heir for $4.65 billion, which upped the multiplier of what every NFL franchise is worth. And then it did include the bears potential of what they're going to be able to build out in Arlington Heights, you know, once that starts and we assume that it will, um, but, but the number will go up once it is built. That's the big thing. You know, that, like yeah. they're saying the potential is there, but once the Rams built a multi-billion dollar stadium, once the Cowboys built a multi-billion dollar stadium, right? Well, that's when they went through the roof. I mean, the Cowboys have always been worth a lot of money, but clearly stadiums are a huge part of it, especially when, the Bears are currently renting their stadium, and it's the smallest in the NFL as far as seat capacity. Right. So, Anyone wondering why the, the Bears would, would leave Soldier Field? Well, here's your answer. Yeah. 
increase of 42% year over year. The, co- the Cowboys have always been far and away number one in here because Jerry Jones is a dude who sees everything as a money-making opportunity. Anything that he can slap the star on and associate the Dallas Cowboys brand, which is still you know very strong in Texas and, and nationwide despite them not winning a Super Bowl title in, in 26 years, uh, he does it, right? I mean, from, from Jerry World to their, uh, to their practice facility, it's, everything is designed to get Texans to, to fork over their money. Everything in Texas is bigger, right? You know, right. and look at look at their owners, Cuban and Jerry Jones. Forget <laughs> forget the other teams in Texas. Like they have two of the biggest, like brashest owners in all of sports. Yep. Cuban was so brash that he tried to get into baseball, and baseball's like, eh, not for us. Do you think the Bears though can take a run at that? Like it, it to, to me, it seems like you could you could make a run at the Patriots, right? You could make a run at the Giants. You know how the Bears make a run at it? The Rams. The Rams have the new stadium, right? So that, Yes. The, right. Bears need a stadium and a winning team. Right. Like, consistently winning team. If you were winning, you're worth a lot more. Uh, obviously, the stadium helps and the merchandise helps and all those mm-hmm. things. Winning helps what you're worth. And so that's another place where the Bears can obviously improve their net worth. Right. Start winning games. So I'm not sure that the Bears could actually catch the Cowboys yeah. under their current ownership of the McCaskies because, yeah, they, they are good at making money, but a lot of it just has kind of been, you know, being associated with the NFL, with being in the third largest market uh, in the United States. A lot of it just hasn't been because of their business decisions, although the Soldier Field renovation was actually a really great deal for them, you know, for the last 20 years. Now it isn't. Right. They really have to get. They would have to get really proactive in the money making opportunities. I mean, that's all on Ted Phillips, and and then of course, like you have to win, and that's all on Ryan Poles and, and George McCaskey. So I don't think that they can get there. But here's how they get. You never there. know. It's it's not just winning. It's selling eventually. Like when you mm. build this big stadium, are the McCaskies building up the net worth of this franchise, trying to go right. top two or three, and then selling to Elon Musk? Elon Musk yeah. buys the team. All of a sudden, you're like, well, Dallas, step aside. <laughs> I know the Cowboys have always been America's team. Mm-hmm. That's really fade. That's faded over the years, guys. Oh, and just like Notre Dame has faded as America's team, so have the Cowboys. And the Bears are, despite the fact that they're not good, are still a logo that people recognize worldwide. And if they actually start winning, right. if they ever got a quarterback that could go on the field and be – as famous as, you know, I'm not going to say Tom Brady, but, like, if, if you had a, a Peyton Manning or, or a Drew Brees or somebody that was oh. always in the Pro Bowl, always one of the top five quarterbacks. A Hall of Fame-type quarterback, yeah, right. sky's the limit for that franchise once they yeah. start building hotels and what, what are they going to call it, you know? I know points, baseball points stadium, bet, yeah. Points bet field at Stucky Stadium. I'm with that That's in Arlington yes. Heights. Yes, there we go. All right, well, it's going to be an interesting decade ahead for the Bears for a lot of reasons, so we're going to be watching that. Uh, Moving on, the Chicago Sky are in the semis after dispatching the New York Liberty three games. Uh, Game one of the semifinals is Sunday night at 7 p.m. at Wintrust Arena. Their opponent are the Connecticut Sun, who they actually went 4-0 against this year. Pretty sweet. Yeah, on uh, Monday's Sky podcast, uh, the the uh, our ladies were talking about how which team did they want to face right mm-hmm. and they both said the sun so i was definitely rooting 
for the Sun last night. The Dallas Wings had an actual a, a pretty strong push, and um, they yeah, look like the, well, the scary team. They're, but. they're a tough team. They're like they're very good down low, and they were going to possibly cause some issues with our sky, yeah. but now we don't have to worry about them. <laughs> Bye, Wings. So, actually, I, I think the top four teams are in the semis. The, the form is held. Uh, the winner of this series will play the winner of the Las Vegas, Las Vegas Aces and Seattle Storm. Uh, I think we've been waiting all, se- all year for that five-game series between the Sky and the Aces, so we'll see if both teams get there. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be the buzzkill, but there's two ways to look at this. Number mm-hmm. one is, boy, they were, they were up against elimination in the first round. That's sort of scary. And B, how often do teams repeat as champions? Okay, so th- that's the first side of it. The other right. side of it is side C. So side C is, well, they got that out of them. They, you know... It's like the NCAA tournament team that you pick to go all the way and they survive the first game that they should have lost and then they have no trouble the rest of the way. They steamroll their way through it because they had that one lackluster. So is it A and B or is it C? C, This is what I love about the Sky Team, Luke. As Chicago fans, we are so used to teams getting to the playoffs and pooping their pants, (laughs) right? Running to a little adversity and folding. Yeah. Like... uh, (laughs) You know, the White Sox have kind of done this. The Cubs did this before 2016. And after 2016, uh, the Bulls and Blackhawks have have history of doing this. Yeah, It's very rare that you get the 2013 Blackhawks who go down 3-1 against, you know, the Detroit Red Wings and stand tall, even though the, you know, Game 7 winning goal gets waved off by Nicholas Jarmelson, right? And they still come back and win. You, you know, the 2016 Cubs did it, right? They were down 3-1 to, the, you know, to Cleveland. And they stood tall and, and came back. Which was stunning. Right? Came back after yeah. the, the Rajai Davis homer, yeah. right? Those, those moments are so rare. And I'm not necessarily putting losing game one against the New York Liberty up on that, that same level because it's not. Oh. But at the same time, it was a best of three series. And in this goofy WNBA system where the top seed gets the first two games and then the decisive game is on a, on a home court, you never know what could have happened. So for the Sky to come through that, I love them. They're, they're a deep team. They look like they were firing all cylinders in these last two games, so hopefully that keeps up. Uh, moving on, this morning, breaking news. The Blackhawks have announced their color commentating duo. Troy Murray and Patrick Sharp will be splitting duties as Chris Vosters makes his first season as play-by-play announcer. They have big shoes to fill. Eddie Olchek has been the color commentator for the last 16 seasons. A lot of people were upset that things didn't work out bet- between the two sides. He's now the new color voice of the Seattle Kraken. That sounds weird. This sounds seems, so weird. Yeah, it's it, it didn't work out well for the Blackhawks. People are, are rightly upset because Eddie Olchek is a trusted voice um, in, in the booth, and I think people were really kind of hoping that he would help Chris Vosters come into this new era. I think they still made out pretty well here because Troy Murray, um, you know, I think you know Troy Luke, and if you were to write a list of the five nicest people in Chicago sports – he actually might be at the top of the list, and he obviously knows his hockey. Yeah, I mean, I think here's the deal. They had a train wreck of an offseason. Like, they yeah. had to tear down the franchise on the ice. They're rebuilding it. So far, Kane and Taves are still on the roster, but we don't know if they're going to be on, you know, on the team moving forward much longer. And all new guys, like guys that were successful, they got rid of yeah. everybody. So that they're stripping it down on the ice. Then you lost two Hall of Famers in Foley and Eddie O, and Eddie O was, like, <laughs> shocking to people right. that he was gone. And he didn't just 
go, he had to he was forced basically to go join another team. He went to Seattle. So how do you fix that terrible PR buzz that's moving through the city? They were getting blasted the day Eddie O. Eddie O's on the radio crying, saying like, I never thought I'd leave my team. He's the best hockey analyst of all time. And you let him, a Chicago guy, slip through your fingers. You sort of forced him out the door. And they have saved some face here. Patrick Sharp will be great in the role. Right. Is he going to be Eddie O? No, but he's very good. I mean, he, he, we've seen him on national TV. Patrick Sharp will be very good. He's very likable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think the chemistry will be difficult early on. We'll see how it goes. But Weidemann's back on the radio. Troy Murray moving him from radio yeah. to television. It's the smart move. It's another. You're, you're telling your season ticket holders and your diehard fans – I know you're losing two big names, but we're still going to bring you two names that you will feel comfortable with, that you're familiar mm-hmm. with, and and we're going to build this from the ground up. So I, I, I think yeah. they've saved face a little I, bit. I, w- I will say this. I, lo- I love Troy coming over from the booth to, to color uh, on TV. There's still part of me that, and I want Chris Fosters to do well. He's a Wisconsin yeah. Badger, a great guy, young, a lot of potential. There's still part of me that says that, TV combo should have been John and Troy because John Wiedemann, I think, is as good as it gets in this business. And he's he kind of is overlooked sometimes because we have so many great announcers in this town. But man, John and Troy, like if you want like if you want a great clip, go back and listen to their call of 13 seconds. Um, that that's pretty legendary. So, yeah, I mean, I, I first of all, it's good that he's staying on the radio seconds. side. Why did I say 13? 17, 17 seconds. Uh, it was it, in it's great that they're staying on the radio yeah. side. And, uh, Cohen and Chelios will also be back in, I can't tell if they're slightly different roles, like Cohen's going to be between the benches. We haven't heard who's going to be on the post-game shows. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know how many games Patrick Sharp will be doing because they're saying Sharp will split that. It's not yeah. going to be a three-man booth. So Troy will go back to radio when he's not doing television. Is it really Patrick Sharp doing like half of the games? <laughs> Three quarters Patrick Sharp saying, "I'm not, I'm not going to Edmonton and Calgary ever again in my life." That's probably <laughs> what it is, I guess. All right, uh, finishing up the headlines here. It has been Albert Pujols' week out at Wrigley. It's his final trip there. Also, Yadi Molina's final trip here in a couple hours. They're going to the Cubs are going to honor both of those, and you don't think it's going to turn out well? No, I, this is a disaster. <laughs> yes, who came up with this idea? <laughs> you're going to try and first of all, you're honoring your arch rivals. Yeah. This is Yadier Molina is not Michael Jordan coming into like an arena. Like, come on. I know the Miami Heat retired Michael Jordan's number. He's the greatest athlete yeah. of all time. Yadier Molina is not that guy. So you know what I think is going to happen at Wrigley Field? They're going to bring down their jersey numbers from the stadium scoreboard, the old scoreboard. They're they going to hand them. Right. They're going to hand them to these two hated rivals, and. Wrigley is going to boo the hell out of them. So if that's the reaction you were trying to get, that's what I think you're going to get. I think this is an off. Even if they don't boo him, wow, these guys pounded on us for all these years. I yeah. think it's a great day. Let's, let's honor them on their way out. How about you say, see you later, don't let the door hit you on the way out. I don't want the Bears to honor Aaron Rodgers in his right, last game. Right. I actually wanted to look up and see how like this has been handled. Like, did the Bengals and Browns honor Ben Roethlisberger last year? Like, probably not, right? Oh, come on. It just seems like some things are like, you, you just don't touch. That said, I don't feel like Albert Pujols is like on the list of all-time Chicago villains. 
And you no. said you didn't think so either. No, I, I, I don't think he's an all-time villain. I mean, the home run chase. He like 58 home runs against them. Mark McGuire was more of a villain than Albert yeah. Pujols is, okay? Um, he's, a, he's a pretty likable guy for the most part. Yadier Molina, not as much. And I just don't understand. Like, it's not like he's the greatest catcher of all time. And right. you have to pay some sort of respect. And I know our world has changed into this uh, area where we all have to be nice to everybody and say nice things. It can't. As a Cubs fan, I hate both these guys. Why would I <laughs> want to go to Wrigley Field and cheer them in a series where it's 2-2, they're in first place, we're rebuilding, and why would I want to go there and spend my good hard-earned money and be like, yay, Cardinals, great for finding two great players for a long period. Come on, move yeah. along. They're both washed up at this point. I've uh, always liked Pujols a little bit um, because I lived in Kansas City. He worked out at my gym. Seems like a pretty upstanding guy for the most part. Um, but, yeah, they, he, they should be um, honoring him. All right, uh, let's move Greg, on Greg to – Greg Boyson in the uh, chat, our, our good friend Greg, he says, the Cubs honoring Yachty and Pujols is like making Mussolini's birthday an American holiday. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean – That guy dislikes Albert Pujols a little bit more. I'm not going that far, but I do think it's a stupid idea. Mussolini. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have a Mussolini reference for the relaunch of the CHGO podcast on my bingo card. No. I, I could tell Way you this. Way to go, Greg. Cody Del Mendo is going to have an absolute meltdown on the Cubs podcast. Check in. A wellness check right now. Cody Del Mendo, CHGO Cubs podcast, because I know it's not going well at his house right now. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to another a segment of ours. Our first segment, we've got a, oh, look at this, bearish or bullish. Good job, Lawrence. All right, we've got four things. Are we feeling bearish or bullish? Let's move quickly through these things, Luke. All right. Uh, Can Pujols reach 700 home runs? He's at 693. He has uh, 14 and 75 games so far this season, and there's 38 games left. Yeah, so I'm going to say no. The only reason I'll say it's possible. So I will go go against this and say it's bearish. He's not going to get there, although the Cardinals – did try to pinch hit him up 13 to three in the ninth inning. So they're desperate to do anything they can to get him there. I don't think he's going to get there. Yeah. He had one against the Cubs in that, that one, nothing win earlier this week. Uh, I'm bullish. I, it kind of seems maybe like a fairy tale story. I, I kind of hope he does. I think major league baseball could kind of really benefit from a chase like this. And it'd be cool to see someone go over 700. Only three other people have it. Uh, Barry Bonds. Yeah. We'll be Hank forced Aaron to watch it next Ruth. year. All right. Tony Russo is he going to be back in 2023? There are four and a half games out as we speak. Um, Ugh. Bearish. Bearish. Uh, Jerry's not going to fire him. The only way he's not back is if he does his buddy a favor and is like, you know what? I'm too old. I'm tired. I don't need to do this. And I don't think that's Tony LaRusso's mm-hmm. personality either. So I'm going to say he's back. Well, I think that means you're bullish on it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm bullish. Yeah. Yeah, which is depressing. We're Sorry. not, we're not, Sorry, stock, I up. We're not we stock market two, pros, man. We got two into this, yeah. and I screwed up We don't know anything already. about stonks. Yeah, you got to get those stonks All right. The new Major League Baseball schedule is out. Both the Cubs and Sox, like every other Major League team, will be playing every other team in the uh, opposite league for one series. Uh, do you like this, Luke? Are you bearish or bullish? I'm bearish bullish. I, I, I can't decide. I do like Sitting playing every American League team as opposed to 19 games against the Pirates 
19 games against the Reds. Now it'll just be 13. But the scheduling's all messed up. You look at, Now you look at the beginning of the season and the Cubs once again are at home in March and April and they're playing against the Brewers. Who have, they have a dome. They're playing the Dodgers at home. That makes no sense. They play the Padres at home. Makes no sense. They're playing Texas at Wrigley. Right. Makes no sense. Why Seattle? All these warm weather teams. Is that what's going to happen? If that's what's going to happen, I don't like it. A lot of moving parts here, Luke, they have to figure out. I am uh, really bearish against this. I, I think that if you're going to take you – know, like, I, I, I think that the division teams had to be, had to be reduced. But like, take those and like, make sure the Yankees come through Comiskey Park more. Like, let, let's get the Giants and Dodgers at, at, at Wrigley Field more. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I actually voiced this opinion on Twitter – Earlier in the year, and I was actually surprised at how many people wanted to see everyone coming through their their stadium. So, um, I don't know. I think I like the idea, basically, but I'm not 100%. Final topic, Dennis Rodman says he's going to Russia to help Brittany Griner. Are you bearish or bullish on Dennis Rodman's (laughs) chances of actually uh, moving along that case to where it needs to go? (laughs) I guess guess I'm bullish because, you know, it's Dennis Rodman, (laughs) and he did stop a nuclear war in North Korea. (laughs) And, you know, these other people that are crazy around the world, like the only way to deal with crazy is send crazy over there. So we send one of our craziest people in Dennis Rodman. They seem to relate to him. What the heck? Can't hurt. I guess at this point it can't hurt. We need to get Brittany home, but uh, I don't think Dennis Rodman is the person to do it. So I'm going to say bearish. Fernando, he says Rodman can do anything. So, you know. There I like it, Fernando. Thanks for, thanks for chiming in. Thanks for everyone for chiming in on this relaunched version of the, the Chicago Sports Podcast. We are going to, at, at, on the other side of this break. We're going to be back with Casey for a look at what's going on in the social stuff. But first, PointsBet Sportsbook is counting down the days until the football season with a new offer every day until the season kicks off. From now until September 8th, PointsBet Power Hour will unlock a new daily offer from 12 to 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Sign up for PointsBet now using code CHGO to also get risk-free bets up to $2,000. Don't miss out on your chance to get daily access to free bets, boosted odds, and so much more now through September 8th. But that's not it. If you make a $51 or more first-time deposit, you will receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. Download the PointsBet app today and use code CHGO to take advantage of this limited time offer. Don't just bet, live your bet life with PointsBet. You or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Kevin, our next partner, has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I didn't have time, wanted better gut health, more energy, and optimized immune system. No, I didn't have my Starbucks today, but I had my AG1. Been taking it for six months, and I love it. You look good. Doesn't taste super healthy. It's kind of mild, tropical. Take it in the morning. Here's what it is. AG1. One scoop of this stuff. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. A special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all those things. I get that boost of energy in the morning. So that's when I take it. Very first thing on an empty stomach and giddy up, there I go. Lifestyle friendly, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, you're all good with AG1 and you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than three bucks a day. Recommended by professional athletes and it has 
this is hard to believe, 7,000, more than 7,000 five-star reviews. That's good, folks. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. One scoop of this in a cup of water every day, that's it. You don't have to take a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash chgocubs. Again, athleticgreens.com slash chgocubs to take ownership over your health. Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Nice work, Luke. Woo, see, I, now, that's a long ad read, but because I took my AG1, didn't even you phase me. You got through it. Yeah, didn't even phase me. All right, moving on. We're bringing in the third member of the Chicago Sports Podcast crew. It is Stroll Stoppers with Casey Standahar. Casey, hop on into that window. Look at you. Oh, I love my new intro music. Oh, I love it. You got that brick wall behind you. I love it. So far away from us. I know. It's crazy. (laughs) This is Scroll Stoppers, though, guys. This is what is making you stop and stop scrolling on social media and watch. So first up. Everyone has seen this. If you haven't, well, here's another look. Try not to dry heave here. For our <laughs> listeners on the podcast, this Yankees fan used a pencil, looks like a pencil, to drill a hole through no, a hot a straw. dog. That's a straw. It's a straw. How many times have you seen Excuse this? Excuse me, Lawrence. Yeah, I didn't on. see that. What do you use to drill? Need better context. What, what kind of drill bit would you use to drill through in case I'd me? say like a quarter inch. <laughs> this is disgusting. He then proceeded to put the hot dog in his beer and drink it and use the hot dog as a straw. This video from New York Nico. I personally think it it is extremely staged. Yes. There's no way, right? Staged it's 100%. So fake. It has Content over 77,000 likes, 3.7 million views has been shared all over social media. But who is honestly there to film at the exact right time to capture this? I just feel like it's really fake. Yeah. The only way it's not fake is if this was like his seventh hot dog in a beer and the person across was like, okay, I got to take a yeah. shot at this. Well, if you remember earlier this year, this clip went viral and it was a guy dunking a hot dog in the beer and then eating it. And that was also at Yankee Stadium. So Staged. right now that like, you know, obviously a perfectly framed video of this crazy weird thing happening. Like, What are the odds? At the uh, same stadium. Greg in the chat says, crappy beer plus crappy hot dog equals delicious new beverage. And crappy but, cans. But I, like, Casey's pointing out, this, this did go viral, guys. We're in the content creation business. The one, I want to know, how do we take it next level? Do we do a Chicago Polish in a Hawaiian punch? And we get oh. Lawrence out on the street? Or we just randomly oh, film I'm Lawrence sorry, on a bus? We, what, maybe we put him in a me? CTA stop. We're on the red line, and he's drinking... Uh, Hawaiian punch out of a, a Polish sausage. Who I still mean, drinks Hawaiian punch? I, I well, don't wait, now, Kevin, Polish. you and I went to the corned beef factory yesterday, and what did I get as a drink? I got a tropical high yeah. sea pr- punch. Yeah. See? Now, I threw some uh, Sierra Mist in there. You did not yeah. dunk your, your pastrami sandwich in it, though. I did not. Uh, Pale Hose Mike says, sometimes you want meaty and malty. And, and <laughs> Fern- Fernando asks, my question is, was it Vienna Beef Frank? I will, I will say that more things need to travel through hot dogs. Like, why not, like, Wait, put, what? Must, put mustard Hold inside on. of a I hot dog that. and then kind of, like, quote, suck the mustard out. travel through hot more dogs? More things should travel through. No. Like, cheese? Like, cheese-filled? What about mustard? Cheese? I guess you could, like, like a, like a stuffed crust type of thing. Is that what you're saying? Like, you want the hot dog to be stuffed? Yeah. I think enough stuffed travels through that encased meat. 
Yeah, and someone get like someone get hot kinds, dog on all this, kinds man. of parts go through that encased meat. Yeah, Casey, can we honestly can we like stage something though? Sure. Let's yeah. what can we stage to get more engagement for the CHO Polish Sports Twitter? I'm telling account. you right now, Polish and a punch, Polish and a punch. big bowl of punch, and then somebody's or what about a brat and a beer? A brat's better than a hot what, dog. What's the weirdest thing that you like to eat? The weirdest combo. That I like oh. to eat weird things together. Gosh, I don't know if I, I like Junior Mints and popcorn, and people think that's weird. Yeah. But I feel like that's a thing. It's two different textures. Yeah, it's like not. salty and sweet, but it's minty, so it's yeah. kind of off. Yeah. Well, the hot dog's salty. I can't I, think of anything off the top of my head. When I was younger, my brother used to take a granola bar and put a slice of bologna around it and eat it. And that just oh, that's like really gross. disgusted me. That's way vomit. worse than the hot dog Luckily, beer. it is. <laughs> he also, used to, do, he also used to do it with a pickle, which makes sense, but... Anything yeah, so a that bad was idea. that video. We will move on. I think it's a, like a Kimball viral stunt. It's fake. It's phony. Moving on. This, this was Cubs, not phony. This was not phony. This was very real. This Cubs bleacher fight video. I'm really never super proud of these videos that surface in Chicago, especially what is supposed to be at the friendly confines. <laughs> but here we are. Cubs this cards. guy looks kind of friendly right there. Yeah. Cubs cards Tuesday night. Cubs getting embarrassed by the Cardinals 13 to 3. We know this rivalry is never a friendly experience, but this guy travels down like four flights of steps, <laughs> maybe more. I mean, he's in an Anthony Rizzo jersey, tumbles down the bleachers. The other guy. I'm got surprised his that doesn't happen more often. <laughs> right. My Thai guy trying to play yeah. play peacekeeper. Yeah, my guy Crawley is the one videoing this. Uh, a regular on beer money. Crawley's in the bleachers with his guy, my Thai guy. There is a woman at the bottom of the fall taping. Have we seen that angle? I don't know if we've seen that angle, but I just I'm amazed Ooh, by this kicked. fall. All right, how about the guy? We don't even see this anymore. The cup snake guy. The guy being hold back, held back by security, and he has his like eyebrow cut open. He's like bleeding. This guy up there. You guys ever uh, been close to a stadium fight? Uh, no. Old Chicago Stadium. <laughs> Yes. I think every, like everyone's answer is probably at a Blackhawks game, yes. Yeah, old oh, Chicago yeah. Stadium at like the very upper levels. I just remember guys, as a little kid watching guys wailing on each other at a, the first Hawks game I ever went to. With a church group, by the way. I was, I, like, I was at one of the Blackhawks Avalanche playoff games in 1996, and a beer <laughs> whizzed by my head and landed all over the guy in front of me. Oh. And that dude just got up and said, who threw that? And this guy, like, six or seven rows back up, got up and was like, I did. And they both marched out to the aisle and just charged at each other up the stairs and just got into this, you know, it was way before cell phones. It was a pretty awesome fight. And I don't know why, you know, like, I don't think they had any prior beef, but they were just raring to go. The I mean, like were on their way out. And- hot dog and a beer when you say they had beef? <laughs> I know, I'm getting hungry just thinking about the uh, Italian beef. Who's buying lunch? Casey's probably started her share of brawls at the stadium. Never. never. I've never been in a fight ever. I don't know what I would do. I'm just very small, <laughs> five foot three. Could not fight anyone. Just find someone your own size to fight. That's, <laughs> That's what true. I mean. Speaking of very small, we have a new, very small member of Bulls Nation in Chicago. This is newborn St. Thomas Levine. That's right, Bulls star Zach Levine and his wife Hunter welcomed their baby boy over the weekend. St. Thomas is his name. He wrote on Instagram, it's the best feeling I've ever had now being a father. What a cutie. Good for them. Congratulations. Uh, I love, yeah. Will the baby be called Saint? I think it's just Saint, and then Thomas is the middle name. 
Interesting. Like not like St. Thomas. I'm not sure where the name's from. We'll have to ask our guys at CHGO Bulls if they know Big the Dave was all ha- happy. He thought he was named after Matt Thomas. Yeah, no. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah the Maddie legend, yeah. Maddie Will fatherhood legend. affect Levine's playing, though? That's what I'm concerned about. Dad energy. You get that it's dad energy. I'm going to say as a yeah, you're father of a one-year-old, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will see. I always wonder that how that, ha- that works with, with athletes, Luke, because obviously they have a lot of money to pay for as many uh, nannies, true. night nurses, what have you, as, as possible. So I don't know like how that really works. I, I, I assume he's like, hey, man, I just got a $215 million contract. Yeah. I need my rest. You're right. Like, I'm the one bringing home the $215 million worth of bacon. Yeah, that's true. I'm not getting up at all. And his, and his house is big enough that the baby and the nannies can all be on the other side of the mansion. Right. Yeah. But there's a human See element. These bags? I mean, no mansion. There's no a nanny. human element aside of this, though, Luke. I mean, I still, you know, I still have fond memories of of getting up at three or four in the morning yeah. and rocking them back to sleep. Now I do, right? Uh, yeah. Six or seven years later, and I wouldn't trade that for for anything. So, I'm sure that it's probably like the, from the human side of it. And Zach Levine is obviously a human being and and wants to be a great dad. Uh, it's you know just like all of us, like it's what's the right balance to strike? How do you have that balance? Because you only have so many hours in a day, and you have a career and uh, you also need to sleep as well. So good luck to Zach, I guess is what I'm saying. He can do it. He'll do all of that holding in the middle of the night until October and then take a break for a couple months. There'll <laughs> still be plenty of time. Yeah. Cute baby, though. That's Very all I've cute. got for you guys today on Scroll Stoppers. See you next week. Scroll Stoppers. That's Scroll the... Stoppers. Yeah. What, Thank when, you, Casey. When did I make that name up last night at Casey, what do you think of our new digs here? Do you think this is a good format? Do you think people are going to like it? I love it. I think it's refreshed. It's fun. It's different. I hope you guys liked it. We have 54 people watching on YouTube. Hi, everybody. Yeah, it seems like apparently all of them are here for Bears Talk. So I don't know. Yeah, I just just threw a a message in the chat. I said, you know what? This is the Chicago Sports Podcast. You know, read the description. It's not that hard. Bears is coming later. Pound the like button. Bears is at noon. Yeah, smash the like button while you're here. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Bears is up at noon. And next week, Lawrence will be drinking. uh, no. Punch through a polar sausage. So we should be able to I li- I, We should actually touch on some of these these food creations. Fernando says an Italian beef dipped in a three one two beer. Oh God. Greg says dipping fries in my frosty at Wendy's. That's, that's kind of common. That's normal. Yeah, it's not yeah. crazy. Greg, we like it. I prefer yeah. to dip them in cheese, but if you frosty's okay. Greg's uh, willing to be the lab rat. Greg wants to do the experiment. Greg said the Jardinera stuffed hot dog, which I am on board for. Any 100% sort of thing. Out. Yeah. Oh, the hot dog. I am dog out on that. You wouldn't have that? No, I don't like Jardinera, but okay. I know I'm, Ugh, a, Luke. I'm a plain hot dog guy. Yeah, we Sorry. talked about that. Hey, Clark's plain, watching. Plain dog. Hi, Clark. We're upset about it. Very weird. <laughs> all right, Case, thanks for stopping by. We will see you next Thursday at 11. Make sure you hit all that social stuff. Follow on CHGO Sports uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. Yes. Whatever your jam What's, is. What is Casey's Twitter handle again? Oh, mine is at Casey Standahar, my full name. Yeah. But not Stacy Kandahar. Yeah, you'll just see a viral tweet about Manti Teo. You won't find anything else good. That there. was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> so we should talk about that before we get, we get to this ad break. Casey had did a tweet off the Manti Teo. She dot. did a tweet. That's exactly how you say she that. She did a tweet. She tweeted. I think I think the kids. She said actually she tweeted. tweeted, and I was like, that thing has a chance to go big. I saw it. I'm like, this kind of seems like something that will go big, and you didn't engineer it that way. No, I did. But it has over twenty five thousand likes, which is crazy. Wow. 
Oh, it has like 35, 35,000 35, now. now. Yeah. It's, it's a bit down there, Lawrence. So you'll have to keep going. But Working um, on it. yeah, it has 2 million impressions, almost 35 oh, K likes. I did not expect it. It was really one of those things where it brought people together because people were like, I totally agree. I feel awful about this. And some people were like, what do I owe him? Yeah. Who's we? So, so you can read the tweet. Yeah, I wrote. I Go back even, to it. Lawrence. Come sorry, on, Law. I wrote, these are the things I learned from the Manti Teo documentary. One, the media owes him an apology. Two, we as a society owe him an apology. And three, the NFL owes him an apology. Manti has every reason to be bitter and pissed off, yet he still forgives everyone, including Renaya, for this. I think that's amazing. I would be like, you ruined my life. I can't forgive anyone. Yeah. I want to watch that. Um, you should. That's, that's high on my list. I watched the first episode of the rehearsal last night, which was interesting. Hmm. I'm not sure I'm going to dive into that. I never watched the to me. Nathan for you. Yeah, I, I haven't either, that, but you know. everyone's talking about it. So it was, it was cool. What do you mean the media what has to apologize? Me? Not all media has to. Yeah, I got a lot of that. To. Aren't you the media? Yeah, well, I wasn't covering the Manti Teo scandal, and I wasn't in media then. So thanks, everybody. Clearing that up. I was, and I'm not apologizing. <laughs> Probably read the story. I want to give a shout-out to Cass. Um, they say, a nice all-around show. Honestly, working from home, I'm here for... Most CHO content, we'll take it. Not all CHO content, just most, but I, I love it. I'm glad you're enjoying the show. This is going to be a lot of fun, and we're excited about it. That Thanks, Cass. Nice. Mike Houston, Thanks, catch Cass. up on Italian beef, all right. pass. All right, I have to tell you about Owen, which stands for Only What You Need. Owen is a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do. All of their products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen-friendly, no gluten or dairy, and easily digestible. I first heard about Owen from a Chicago Bears quarterback named Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. It would be weird if it was Andy Dalton, right? <laughs> I know. It would be weird if it was Jim McMahon. <laughs> I don't think they're getting Andy Dalton. I heard about a- this from Steve Walsh. Um, <laughs> anyway, Justin Fields follows a plant-based diet. Owen and CHO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com with the code CHGO20. Um, and you know, they want me to actually add a personal experience here. And th- this is actually the God's honest truth. We got the, um, we got some samples here. They were very delicious. Strawberry banana, cookies and cream, chocolate. And I loved them. And so then I went to Costco and I was like, all right, well, I'll just buy these because they're a little bit cheaper. And this shit tastes like chalk. And I can't <laughs> wait to get through the case. And I can't wait to go back and, on, and restock my, my stuff with Owen. That's God's honest truth. Donate it. You know, yeah. by the way, Andy Dalton is on a vegetable-only diet, strictly carrots, which is why his hair is, like, bright red. <laughs> he only eats carrots. <laughs> oh, man. Love it. Join me and Justin Fields and try Owen. It's only what you need. All right. I've tried it. I like it. Going into our last steg- segment, which is a little bit more open-ended, we are calling this one. Yeah, what are, is, are we doing? Uh, what do we decide? Are we doing duck and stuck here? Duck and stuck, happening? and we got. Oh, look why at this. Is it duck and stuck. Well, honestly, it's because you're sitting on that side of the screen. I, you know, stuck and duck might be better, but uh, well, oh, there we go. Let's get some good dancing. Duck and there. stuck is what, uh, by the way, Justin Fields will have to do a lot of potentially yeah, behind exactly. this offensive <laughs> yeah, line. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> More bad joke, dad jokes coming later. No, that's. A good I, one. I still like that's the. I, I like that Andy Dalton one. Uh, today yeah, we are talking about something that happened last night. It was announced that Pat Hughes 
is going into the Chicago Cubs Hall of Fame. I kind of like when they told him because, you know, like if you're Pat Hughes, he's a very humble guy. He's also on that list of one of the top five nicest people in Chicago sports. Um, At some point, though, though, if you're Pat Hughes, you're like, you know what, I'm probably going to have something at Wrigley Field named after me or I'm going to be in the Chicago Cubs Hall of Fame. Um, But it's still pretty cool that that it's happening now. Yeah, I mean, I think it's great. Um, You know, I don't know how much longer we're going to be blessed with Pat Hughes in the radio booth. We talked about it on the Cubs' most recent uh, Cubs podcast we did here at CHGO last night after the game. He's like, what, 66 or 67? Yeah, and it's like, okay, I don't know how much longer he's going to do it, and I I don't know how you replace Pat Hughes. The only thing I could think of is possibly Len Casper coming back from the White Sox radio booth, back to becoming now the radio voice of the Cubs. Otherwise... You know, there's still some other great names. There's Mazer, there's Zaidman, there, you know, a, a lot of great guys um, could be that next one. Jordan Burnfield would be another one. I can see a lot of them doing it, but it's going to be very difficult for whoever steps into that role. Yeah. We've been blessed with a great radio broadcaster for 27. 26, 26 years, yeah. and he was with, what, the Brewers and Twins before that, yeah. I think? Yeah. 40, 40 years in baseball and yeah. over 7,000 broadcasts he's as good as it gets and I I think the appeal of Pat is that he really does feel like your friend there's not a lot of bombast there Uh, there's not there's not any not a trace of ego no you're you're tuning in every afternoon and you're just going to hear some guy who you know is like your next door neighbor who you you know is you just like talking to and you like spending time with yeah he's your funny grandfather or your funny great uncle depending on how old you are like Mm -hmm. everybody loves him he has such an incredible skill for describe, just like Vin Scully, describing the simplest thing. And I, I pointed this out the other day. I said, you know, he, during one of these Cardinal games, I was listening on the radio instead of saying, oh, fly ball to left, it's caught. He's describing fly to left, the sun glistening off of so-and-so's, you know, sunglasses. He's under it to make the catch. And you, instantly your mind goes to an image of Wrigley Field, a pair of Oakleys, a sparkle in it, you know, like, and you're like, oh, it's a beautiful day at Wrigley. He made the catch. And, yeah. and, and then the way he would work, he, he does a great job with Ron Coomer, but the way he worked with Ron Santo, it was like Laurel and Hardy, you know? <laughs> he did the deadpan. He set up Santo for that stuff. He let him ride. And if Santo wasn't prepared, but he was bringing the emotion. He carried him, yeah. Pat was bringing the, the prepared part of it, and it was just an incredible combo. I've you know, always been a fan of the uh, just the very simple, well, Ron, like to either yeah. Coomer or Santo. That was always my yeah. one Pat Hughes. And the descriptions. Well, right? Ron. I've had lunch with him a couple times in the Wrigley Field press box. And just yeah. to hear that voice actually addressing you. And, you know, people talk about like, you know, when they would meet Vin Scully. I think it's yeah. very similar because Pat Hughes, compared to any other broadcaster, I think his voice is more natural and almost God-given, like, you look at other people, like, you know, Pat Foley doesn't have the greatest voice. Len Casper doesn't have the greatest voice, right? There's, a, yep. I mean, it's, you know, obviously they're great broadcasters, but they're li- overcoming, you know, something that's maybe a little nasally or squeaky. Like, Pat Hughes, it's like somebody just programmed that dude to uh, announce baseball games. I, I just think he's, like you said, it's natural, you know, and that's what makes it work. Again, Vin Scully was sort of sing-songing. If you would have told me that was going to be a great voice, yeah, hearing it the first time, I wouldn't have known what to say. But then you listen to him, you're like, this guy's amazing, <laughs> you know. So he's just, 
he really is a natural. Not that he doesn't work hard at his craft. Obviously, he has. Mm-hmm. But he's he's an absolute natural, and I think the best often are. So here is the question, Luke, and we're gonna do this and, and wrap things up. Okay. Does Pat Hughes belong on the Mount Rushmore of Chicago sports broadcasters? Ooh. And I think to do this, we have to figure out the people who are no doubt on Mount Rushmore okay. of, of Chicago sports broadcasters. Harry Carey. So Harry Carey, that's that's one out of the four. Okay. Harry I, Carey's on there for sure. I think it has to be Jack Brickhouse. And I think as we kind of go on, more people don't even you know, I don't have a lot of I don't think I ever heard Jack Brickhouse announce a game. But I appreciate what he was, and you know, for decades and decades, he was the only person talking to Chicagoans when they would tune into the radio or TV to watch the Bears or the Cubs. Yeah. Or so uh, I think Jack Brickhouse is, is. Is is? Would you agree? I I would agree. Jack Brickhouse has to be on the list. You know, but now so now you're two. talking about having now, and you're talking about having three guys <laughs> that called Cubs baseball. That's know, where this gets. I know tricky. Harry did White Sox too, but to put three Cubs is very. No matter how great Pat is, and he is great, and not only should he be in the Cubs Hall of Fame, he should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Right. But well, we have two spots now, so let's okay, talk about it. Okay, we got it. two spots. Uh, you have to have somebody from the Bulls, and it has to be Red Kerr. Okay. Oh, wow! You're just going elim- to you're just going to eliminate a team that had six championships. Who who are you going to put in there for the Bulls? So you wouldn't do Red Jim Dur- the- you wouldn't do Jim Durham or Neil Funk there. I I, I wouldn't. I, Red Kerr is the voice. That you always remember. Red Kerr's the one sitting there when Michael comes over and claps. <laughs> What's the powder? It's it's red. It's yeah. red getting excited when they beat Cleveland and Michael's pumping his fist in front of Eli. So I would I would honestly say like Stacy King has a chance of if you would put Red Kerr on there, I think like in ten or fifteen years, like you could probably say Stacy King's going to supplant. No, St- St- Stacy's my guy, but he can't replace Red Kerr. Red okay. Kerr, first of all, was the first Bulls coach ever, right? Right, and then he became the broadcaster of a team that was a dynasty. The Bulls, guys, no matter how good they get at some point, they're never okay. going to be. I'm not Michael I, and Scotty, yeah. so the broadcaster's never going to be Michael and Scotty. Yeah. Stacy's been plagued with bad teams. I don't want to give you the spot yet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the memory of Red Kerr. I don't want to give you the spot yet. Okay. I'm so, just okay. saying we so got to have We have two else. Cubs. We have we have Kerry and Brickhouse. I would take Red over. So you, you have to have one White Sox guy, right? So it's got to be Hawk Harrelson. Has to be Regardless Hawk. how anyone feels about yep. him. So there's you three. Know, he had the, the last five or six years of his career was, was, you know, when he got kind of sulky, when the Sox were just terrible. But you go back during the big hurt and Robin Ventura and Jack McDowell years, like, it was pretty damn fun. Right. Yeah, so that leaves you with one spot, Kevin. So Hawk Harrelson is third. So, you know, I Jeff Joniak is great. I've always loved Hob Arkish talking Bears football. Right. Um, there's some great names there, but you those guys aren't going over Pat Foley or Eddie Olchek, who I just said was the greatest hockey analyst of all time. I found that interesting, by the way, because I actually don't know a lot of hockey an- analysts, and I know Eddie O is great, but does I don't know everything. if he's like the greatest of all time. I mean, well, just give me someone better. That I, there might be somebody, but I don't know who it is. Yeah, Ed, Edzo does the Olympics. So I think does, I think Pat all. Foley gets the fourth spot. Okay, I, and I'm I'm okay with that. Pat Foley yeah. is the fourth spot, but so I don't think Pat gets on this, and I I think it's a sh- I think we need to expand the Mount Rushmore to like five or six. We did it on the Cubs podcast, and it's tough. He he has a tough time on the Cubs top four, as great as he is. Right? Mm-hmm. You have Santo, 
that you can talk about. You have Steve Stone that you can talk about. Right. And I think he's in that conversation with those. Len Casper's the guy that called the 2016. So he's in that conversation with those four guys. And he right. might be at the top of the list, but it's difficult. Wait, so damn can, good, Can though. I interject here? Are yeah. we talking straight play-by-play guys? Or no, play-by-play play or color. So well. that's why I say Steve Stone is in the yeah. conversation for Cubs or even yeah. for great broadcasters. Well, as, we've, as we've constituted it, it's play-by-play play right now. If we have Kerry, Brickhouse, okay. Foley, and uh, Hawk Harrelson, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, so then Red Kirk comes out of the mix. So it, if, we, if we did color commentators, it would be, yeah. it would be Eddie Olchek. Red Kerr. Red Kerr. Steve Stone. Stoney, for sure. Yeah, Sto- yeah Stone is probably a... Uh, and I, I go Ron Santo because... I love Ronnie. I, I know some people yeah. didn't like it, but, like, for me, that was radio gold. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think I'm sticking there, too. Jimmy Pearsall? Jimmy Pearsall? What are you, 80? Come on. <laughs> what are we talking about? I mean, about? that was a pretty good team, Kerry and Pearsall. <laughs> I, I, we've, the bottom line to this is, I know we always want to put it into a Mount Rushmore or the greatest of all time, We've been blessed with some of the greatest radio and baseball game and analyst broadcasters of any mm. city anywhere. That's a fact. Like we could put we could put our guys up against anybody. Vin Scully, we just we just lost him, one of the all time greats. But I'll take and you know, and they've had some good ones in basketball too. But I'll, I'll take what we have in every sport. We have somebody great in every sport. That's definitely true. So I'm going to give a shout-out to Lisa Byington, my uh, old pal from Big Ten Network who now does Sky Games and also the Milwaukee Bucks. Stephen Bardo. With, yeah. yeah, Bardo went great. How about that? He's good. It's a good we're ex- we're exporting two people, like Sarah Kustak, right? Kustak, Sarah Kustak, yeah. yeah. It's, we have a wealth of voices here. Yeah. Want to go through any comments? Uh, we got yeah. uh, Harry Red, Kerr, Pat Stone, yeah, yeah, Pat Foley. Fernando, yeah. Craig's right. I mean, Pat Foley has to be on the list. He's he's one of your four. Oh, Fernando yeah, saying Chet. I, I actually thought I, I love what Fernando actually brings up. Chet Kopic, right? So like you almost talk about if you're doing a Mount Rushmore of Chicago voices, does one of them have to go to a Chicago sports talk person? Jim Shorts. <laughs> no, for me, no, because it hasn't like sports radio hasn't been around as long as game broadcast. Right. So when we were doing the list of Mount Rushmore, I was just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking only play-by-play or game analyst. I mean, if you want to go Chet, you could say Chet. Some people would say Mike North. Some people say Dan Jiggets mm-hmm. from early score days. Um, Les Grobstein, people love the Grobber. Rest in peace. Um, there's a lot of people. I mean, there's a lot, a lot Cap, of people The Cap Man wants to be on that list. My Cap fellow Man, Lawrence. Sylvie, yeah. Lawrence Holmes, yeah. Dan McNeil, there's some- Matt Spiegel, Danny Parkins one day. OB. OB, yes. Right? All right. Uh, Fernando says that uh, Chet did the Chicago Sting broadcast, which I don't remember that, but I remember watching the Sting. What about my guy, Norm Van Leer? I love Norm. I would, I mean, Norm, again, it's not not in game, but pre post, Norm Van Leer. Norm Van Leer. I don't know if Mike Houston is still here. He says ketchup on Italian beef. I don't know if that's like his that. gross thing. Like Jesus, it was, it was like the weird, gross, weird combos. Disgusting. Yeah, the weird combos. It's we were disgusting. Talking. That is not. I mean, I would eat ketchup on a hot dog before ketchup on Italian beef. I like, do eat ketchup no, on a hot dog sometimes. Yeah, I would Sorry. throw Luke. To, Luke we're changing the CHGO podcast. We're going to have a new co-host <laughs> next week. <laughs> I told you that's a great thing about CHGO. 
make our own rules. That's true. If I want ketchup on a hot dog, I'll squeeze ketchup on a hot dog. Don't do it. Right. We, uh, won't be here next we appreciate week. everyone showing up for the new and possibly improved the Chicago Sports Podcast. Uh, make sure you rate and review us. That's going to help us a lot uh, as we continue to grow. If you're listening to this in one of your other feeds, because we put this into the Bears or Cubs feeds as, as kind of things happen, make sure you go and subscribe to this feed as well. Uh, over at the CHGO Locker, we are running a summer sale through, uh, I think, midnight tomorrow night on Friday. All shirts are 25% off, so make sure you stock up. Every, you know, every podcast has a shirt, so there's some cool stuff in there. And uh, do we have anything else, Lawrence? To uh, I think that uh, pretty much uh, finishes my graphics now that we've thrown the uh, You did a great job, there. Lawrence. Thank you for uh, helping. Know, I was up late. And, Law uh, Dog was making graphics. I did ask someone to bring me a coffee. No one did, but that's well, fine. I'll yeah, go, I'll go buy week. you a pastrami now. Uh, I blame Kevin. <laughs> I don't know if I want to roll that one back at two days in a row, but yeah. You know, it's fun. I think we did good here. And, uh, you know, it was not a Bears podcast. That is coming up. Uh, actually, I think if you uh, – I, I think they're just starting right now. Bingo. There we go. So go check go, that out. Go check uh, out the CHGO Bears as they talk. I think it's Adam and Will today. And also check out our preseason uh, post game on Saturday night. That's going to be me, Nick Moriano, and Greg Braggs Jr. So we're looking forward to that. And I'll be here. Yeah. This has been the Chicago Sports Podcast. We will see you next week, Thursday, 11 a.m. on YouTube.